Welcome in everybody to the Sports Culture Podcast Fantasy Football Edition. It's just Seth here for this episode. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about a good amount of values and sleepers that you can get in your fantasy football drafts based on their ADP, and also a few guys who I think are going to bust based upon their ADP. The ADP is based off of both Sleeper and ESPN ADP in their respective drafts. Well, their drafts combined because those are the two biggest face football platforms, in my opinion. So when you right in to the values here. Number one, I have James Conner. His ADP is at pick 28, RB15. That's the start of the third round, which I think in a 12-team draft at least, which I think is a steal for James Conner at the RB15 price tag. I think RB RB15 is way too low. I think he's a locked-in RB1. I think he's going to be a top-10 RB this year. The volume is going to be there. Darrell Williams coming in, yeah, that's going to take away a little bit of the passing work, but I'm not I'm not worried about him. Um, Chase Edmonds is gone, so he's probably going to get 75% to 80% of the passing work. And then he's a lock for other rushing work. He's a lock for the goal line. And he's a lock for early downs. He's a lock for a lot of the third and longs too. I only think Darrell Williams is going to get a little percentage of that. So I think James Conner is going to get a huge workload again. I understand the injury concerns. But if he stays healthy like he did all of last year. He's going to be a steal at his ADP. He was the RB5 last year. RB5. And that was what Chase Edmonds playing a few games. So I do think RB15, pick 28, is an amazing value for James Conner. And I am very excited to draft him. And I've drafted him in a lot of drafts. I've done a lot of mock drafts. I've done a couple drafts as well. And I've drafted him a lot of them. He's a lock for me in the two three turn. So my next value here is another running back by the name of David Montgomery. Last year, he didn't have the best overall fantasy finish because he was injured for several weeks. But when he came back from injury, he was great for fantasy football. Before his injury, he was good for fantasy football. He's being drafted at pick 36 at the RB18. I think he's going to blow that out of the water. I think he's going to finish as a top 10 to 15 RB in PPR platforms because I think he's going to get the workhorse role as usual and as he should. Cleo Herbert is there, but he's not going to take too many snaps away from David Montgomery, even though he showed to be pretty good in David Montgomery's absence. I think David Montgomery is still going to get that workhorse role. And he's just going to get the volume to be able to 
be a top 10 to 15 RB in fantasy. And he's a good enough running back to do that, no matter what. So, I do love that price tag. And I'm I'm trying to snag David Montgomery in a lot of drafts. I have another running back here. It's by the name of Antonio Gibson. His ADP is at pick 44, which is the end of the fourth round. And he's going off as the RB20 off the board. And I've seen him going into the fifth round in a lot of drafts, which I think is just ridiculous. I understand the commanders drafted Brian Robinson. I understand they have J.D. McKissick there. But let's take a look back at 2020. Antonio Gibson was a rookie. The commanders had Peyton Barber in the goal line role, third and short role. They had J.D. McKissick as the main receiving back. And then they had Antonio Gibson. Guess what Antonio Gibson finished as that year in RB1? Last year, guess what he finished as in RB1? I do think Brian Robinson is going to take 80 to 90 carries away from Antonio Gibson. Take a little bit of that goal line work away. But I don't think Antonio Gibson has no goal line work. I don't think he's going to have no third and short work. I think they get a little bit of it. And I think Brian Robinson sucks. So I think they might shy away from him throughout the season once he shows that he sucks. And I do think he's going to carve a lot more into that receiving role. Um, I think him and Jamie Kizik are both going to get about 50% of the receiving work, which is fair. They're both good receiving backs. And, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, at the end of last year, they showed that they were willing to give Antonio Gibson a good bit of that receiving work, even with J.D. McKissick healthy. Um, when J.D. McKissick came back from injury, it seemed like Antonio Gibson and him split the receiving work. Like I'm saying, I think it's going to happen this year. So I think Antonio Gibson is still going to finish as a top 15 running back. So I'm smashing the RB20 spot, and I'm trying to get him in a lot of drafts too. And for my fourth value, I do have another running back, Travis Etienne. His ADP is pick 50. He's going off the RB23 off the board. Um, he, I think he's going to lead the Jaguars in receptions this year and in targets. I think he's going to have a huge, huge workload. James Conner, I don't think he's going to be back this season. And I also think a Tony Achilles is a death blow for running backs. So I think he's gone all season. Snoop Conner sucks, and he's the next man up. So Travis Etienne is going to get uh, the bulk of the rushing work, and he's going to get, I think, all of the receiving work for running backs in that Jaguars offense. So I think he's going to be awesome. I think he even has the running back up one upside this year, and I think he's going to be a top 15 RB. So I love that RB 23 price tag. Man, there's so many running backs I like. Um, I haven't decided out running backs yet, so we're going to see how it all shakes up. This might be... I'm saying I think there are going to be top 15 RBs, but that may not be the pay, may not be the case once I stat them all out. But at least I have a feeling. I think they can all be top 15 RBs. I think they can all be top 10 to 12 RBs here. And um, no matter what happens after I stat them out, I'm still going to love these price tags. I think James Conner is a locked-in top 10 to 12 RB. Dave Montgomery is locked in top 10 to 15 RB. I think Antonio Gibson and Travis Etienne are locked in top 18 RBs. 
still love these price tags, and I think they all have major upside on top of that locked-in um, spot I have them at. Now I have my first wide receiver in my values. I have Brandon Cooks. Um, he's being taken at the 60th pick off the board um, in ADP. The wide receiver 25 off the board. I mean, I feel like this is every year we're sitting here saying that he's a value. He said, what, one bad year in all of his career? I'm pretty sure he's been a top 20 wide receiver for fantasy every single year of his career besides that one year and maybe his rookie year. I mean, he just proves time and time again that he should be drafted as a top 20 running or wide receiver. He's going to get like a 30% target share again this year. He's the Texans like only elite offensive player or uh, maybe not elite, but only really good offensive player. And I think Brandon Cooks is a top 20 wide receiver in the league in real life talent. Um, he's not that old. He's 28. He's, his only negative is he has a young quarterback throwing him the ball that is not the future of the Texans. But I think Davis Mills is a serviceable quarterback in this league. I think Brandon Cooks is probably going to be a top 13 to 20 wide receiver in fantasy this year, just like he always is. So wide receiver 25 is a steal for Brandon Cooks. And coming up, I have I have two more values. I have um, Kareem Hunt here. This is just ridiculous to me. Last year, he was a, I think he was RB10 before he went down with injury. He was, he was a top 12 RB before he went down with injury for fantasy. Um, he's being drafted at pick 80, which is RB29 off the board. So last year, even with Nick Chubb being there with him, he was a top 12 running back for fantasy before going down with injury. And now this year, he's being drafted as a mid-RB3. It, it just doesn't make sense. I think this is a screaming value. I think he can very well be an RB2 this year. And a mid-RB2. I think he has a ups the upside to be a high-to-mid RB2. I probably will have him set it out as a low RB2, but I think he has an upside on top of that. So RB29 is just insane. You can get him in, what is that? The... Yeah, you can get him in the in the seventh round. So that's the same value. I've been sagging him a lot as my RB3 or 4 in drafts. And my last value here is Elijah Moore. His ADP is pick 90. He's going off as a wide receiver of 40 off the board. The wide receiver of 40. Well, Elijah Moore had that multi-week stretch last year. He was the wide receiver 3 in PPR for fantasy. Wide receiver 3. I, I just I don't understand why he's that low. I get it. They have Gary Wilson that they just drafted. Um, they have Corey Davis still, but Corey Davis doesn't matter much to me. I think Elijah Moore is going to be the number one target this year, even with Garrett Wilson there. I know Garrett Wilson, they're drafting him to be this um, alpha wide receiver, hopefully. But I think Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson are both very talented wide receivers, and I think Garrett Wilson is going to need that time to develop, so I think Elijah Moore, at least going next to Elijah Moore, because Elijah Moore is such a talented wide receiver, Elijah Moore is not going to let Garrett Wilson just take all those targets away from him. I think Elijah Moore is going to be the number one target. 
and I think he's I love I love Zach Wilson I'm a huge Zach Wilson fan so I think um, Zach Wilson throwing him the ball as Zach Wilson's number one target even with Garrett Wilson getting his fair share I think Elijah Moore is probably going to be a wide receiver two for fantasy this year at least high end wide receiver three and he's being drafted as a wide receiver four right now which is just insane to me um, for Dynasty, I think Gary Wilson and Elijah Moore are pretty similar um, in value. Um, Gary Wilson might be a little bit higher than Elijah Moore for me, but they're both very similar. I think they're both going to have um, very similar production while they're on the Jets together. All right, now I'm going to move on to my sleepers, which are more later round guys. Um, first guy I have here is being drafted in the 6th round based on ADP that is Juju Smith-Schuster for the Kansas City Chiefs he's being drafted, he's being picked at pick 72 in ADP, that's the wide receiver 30 off the board, which is a mid wide receiver 3 um I, I could see Juju being in that wide receiver 30 uh, range but I can also see him being a very good wide receiver too. I think he's been a wide receiver two or better in every year he's been in the NFL or something like that. Um, even with a wash Big Ben, he was a wide receiver too. He was in that wide receiver 18 to 22 range. Um, he was obviously, he exploded onto the scene um, with that 1,400 yard season, I think in his sophomore year. Um, I think he has so much upside um, on this price tag. He has Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball, and he might be the number one target at wide receiver in the offense. Travis Kelsey made the number one target in the offense, period. But Juju Smith-Schuster might be the number two target. Probably going to be between him and Sky Moore. So I do like that price tag. Um, moving on, I have Traylon Burks. Um, he's being picked at pick 88 based on ADP which is the wide receiver 38 that is a wide receiver 4 um, I think Traylon Burks is one of the couple rookies who have a chance to be a top 24 wide receiver for fantasy this year um, he's an incredible talent item as a top 5 wide receiver in this class and he plays so much like AJ Brown so the fact that the Titans traded A.J. Brown for him, basically. Pretty much says that he's going into that A.J. Brown role. So I think he can be very good for fantasy. By that, I mean wide receiver two possibly this year. And the sky is the limit for him from there up. So, yeah, I love that. Love that prize tag for Traylon Burks. I'm trying to snag him in redraft leagues. I'm trying to snag him in dynasty rookie drafts. I'm trying to snag him everywhere I can. And now I have a guy going right after him with pick 89. He's a wide receiver 39 off the board. And that is Rashad Bateman. He is now the Ravens' clear number one wide receiver. Him and Mark Andrews are probably going to have similar similar target share so I see no reason why Rashad Bateman should not be going higher Rashad Bateman easily has wide receiver 2 upside this year 
So that wide receiver for price tag, again, great value. I think he's at least a high-end wide receiver through this year. Um, Ken Walker, the rookie for the Seahawks. He's being drafted at pick 92 based on ADP, which is the RB33. People think that Rashad Penny might be the starter, and I just disagree. Um, I understand Rashad Penny had an amazing stretch um, last year. He won a lot of people championships for fantasy. But I think Ken Walker is a really good rusher. And the Seahawks have a run-heavy offense. So I think Ken Walker, sooner rather than later, is going to take that starting role from Rashad Penny, whether that's because Rashad Penny gets hurt or he just outperforms Rashad Penny. I think Ken Walker is going to take that starting role. And in a run-heavy offense like Pete Carroll's offense is, that's going to be good for fantasy. So I think he can be, if he doesn't get the full starting role, he'll probably be an RB3. So I could see this price tag being right for him. But I do think he has RB2 upside as soon as this year, if he gets that starting role. So I like him as a sleeper this year. My last sleeper is another rookie. And that is the wide receiver for the Packers, Christian Watson. He's being picked at pick 111. The wide receiver 47 off the board. That's, that's a low-end wide receiver 5. That's just insane to me. I think he's already the most talented Packers wide receiver. Um, if you've been listening to this podcast for a little bit now, you know that I'm a huge fan of Christian Watson. I love his film at ESU. He's so explosive. He's 6'5 with 4'3'6 speed. That You can't teach that. That's a great body frame and great speed. He's also very elusive. He can play, I'm not going to say a deeper role, but he can get the ball in a lot of different places. He can line up in the backfield, he can go with the end arounds, he can get screens, and he can run his routes well too. He's pretty explosive. He can free the DB. He's good vision, good looseness. I love Christian Watson. I think he's one of the other rookie wide receivers who has an upside to be a top 24 fantasy wide receiver this year. A lot of people like to say, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers takes a while to trust the wide receivers. Yeah, sure, but I don't think he's going to have the luxury to be able to be stubborn and not trust Christian Watson this year. The wide receiver room is just so thin. Alan Lazard is simply not a wide receiver one or wide receiver two in the NFL. He's more of a wide receiver three in the NFL. Sammy Watkins, he's just... He's the same way. He's not a wide receiver one or wide receiver two in the NFL. Christian Watson has the talent to be a wide receiver one or wide receiver two in the NFL. So I think Aaron Rodgers is going to realize that this year and throw him the ball. So I'm aiming for Christian Watson in the... Jesus, what is that? The... Yeah, 10th round this year. Because that's where the ADP is. In the same, I'm I'm drafting him in at least the ninth, so that's a great sleeper for you there. And now we're gonna move on to the bus. Um, I'm happy to say I only have five bus, which is way less than the twelve values and sleepers I have. Um, but I do need to address these bus because. 
they're being just being simply drafted way too high. I'm gonna start out with Nick Chubb. The ADP is pick twenty. He's being drafted as the RB ten off the board. Um, Nick Chubb was just he was so boom bust last year. He would go off for thirty three points and then put up six points for you. And in PPR, he's a lot more limited because Kareem Hunt is there. And that's another reason why he can be a boom bust, because Kareem Hunt is there. Kareem Hunt is a great running back. Now, this is not a knock, and Nick Chubb the real-life NFL running back. Nick Chubb is arguably the best pure rusher in the NFL. He's one of the best running backs in the NFL. But he's just he's too overvalued for fantasy. If Deshaun Watson was going to be playing this year, this would be a different scenario. I think RB10 would be realistic for Nick Chubb. Although I would draft him a little bit lower, even with Deshaun Watson, he wouldn't be a bust. But because Deshaun Watson is almost 100% not going to be playing football for the Browns this year, Nick Chubb is in that bust category. All right, pick 20 in ADP. My second bust is Adrian Brown, new wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. He just got traded there from the Tennessee Titans. Um, his ADP is pick 29. He's going off as the wide receiver 11 off the board. Um, Edgy Brown is a great wide receiver in the NFL. He's just, he's a big play guy. He's not a volume guy. And I don't think Jalen Hurts is a good passer in this league. He's, he's great for fantasy, but I don't think he's a good quarterback in real life. He's not a good passer. So I don't think he's going to be able to support both Edgy Brown and Devonta Smith. So I think A.J. Brown is going to be more like a high to mid wide receiver too because of his quarterback situation. Um, and having Devontae Smith there, there's a lot of mouths to feed. Jalen Hurts is not a good passer. He's a good running quarterback, but he's not a good passing quarterback. Um, there's guys going around at A.J. Brown that I'd rather have. I'd rather have a T. Higgins. I'd rather have Jalen Waddle. I know. But I think Jalen Waddle is going to get a lot of volume this year. I'd rather have a Deontay Johnson. I'd rather have a Terry McLaurin. So there's just guys going around him, after him, that I'd rather have. And guys going a little bit above him in ADP that some guys are taking um, him over. Keenan Allen, Mike Evans. I'd much rather have them over A.J. Brown. So I just think A.J. Brown... He's going a little too high in drafts, so I think he's going to bust based on that AUP. My third bust is, you all guessed it, Patrick Holmes. His ADP is pick 30. He's going as a quarterback two off the board, which is just like the past, what, three years, is ridiculous. He's, he's not going to return on that value. He's going to be around the quarterback five. He lost Tyree Kill. And he already wasn't returning on that quarterback two, quarterback one drafted value with Tyreek Hill. So what makes people think he's going to without Tyreek Hill? He's he's the best quarterback in the NFL in real life. I'm not denying that. The talent is obviously undeniable. But for fantasy, he's not a top two quarterback. That's just the way it is. He's in that five, six range. There's no way he should be be being drafted in the third round. There's guys 
like going under him, like Justin Herbert. I'd definitely take Justin Herbert over him. I would take Lamar Jackson over him. I would consider taking Kyler Murray over him. I would consider taking Jalen Hurts over him. So there's just several, maybe, not, not not him, but there's just several guys going way after him that I would take over him. There's no reason you'd be taking Patrick Mahomes in the third round when he can get Jalen Hurts in the sixth round. That's just unbelievable to me. My fourth value is Cam Akers, running back for the Los Angeles Rams. Cam Akers is just, guys, I. ever since he came back from the Achilles injuries, he sucked. He sucked in the playoffs. He averaged like two yards per carry, and he did not look good. He showed a couple flashes, but outside of that, he looked horrible. I'm surprised that Sean McVay kept him in as much as he did in the playoffs. Um, he's going off at pick 83, RB16 off the board. That's the third round. I'm not paying that price tag for him. I Before the Achilles injury, I didn't think Cam Akers was that good. I thought he was super overrated. He had a few boom games, but outside of that, he wasn't that good. He was already being overvalued. The torn Achilles, uh, that's the death blow to running backs, in my opinion. I don't think he's going to recover. So I think he's going to, I think Darrell Henderson is going to get put into that starting spot, or at least the 1A role um, before the end of the season. I think Cam Akers is probably going to be like an RB3 this year. So that RB16 price tag in the third round, not doing it for me. I'm a Cam Akers hater for fantasy. Um, I. I hope that he can recover from this Achilles injury. I always root for the players when they get injured. But I just, I'm not drafting him at that price tag. And my last bust is the player going right after Cam Akers. His ADP is pick 33, or pick 34, sorry. He's the RB17 off the board, and that is Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Zeke, he just. He obviously lost a step at the end of last season. The second half of the season, he was horrible. Horrible. He, it looked like he was just running into the ground. Tony Pollard started looking a lot more explosive that second half of the year, too. I think Ezekiel Elliott is going to be a very low-end RB2, like the RB24 or something like that. So I don't think he's going to return on the RB17 value. I didn't get enough volume to be that super low in RB2. But a high to mid RB2, I don't think that's happening. And in the third round, I'm not taking a guy who I think is going to be the RB24 or RB25. Um, again, I do think he's going to get a decent amount of volume. But the Cowboys are going to realize that he's lost even more of a step this year than he did the second half of last year. And that's going to cause them to want to give more of the workload to their young, explosive running back in Tony Pollard, who has amazing breakaway speed. So I think Tony Pollard is going to continue to eat and eat and eat into Ezekiel Elliott's workload. And that's just going to make him fall off a cliff for fantasy. So 
Ezekiel Elliott is my last bust. I will not be drafting him in the third round at his RB17 price tag, and I advise you guys to do the same. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Sports Culture Podcast, Fantasy Football Edition. I hope you guys enjoy this episode and take my advice into your fantasy football drafts. Make sure to follow us on official TSC pod on Instagram and Twitter, and make sure to listen weekly on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Peace out.